Welcome back to Abundant Culture Podcast. Where we dissect the mindsets and tactics of the true beast of business. People like Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, and Warren Buffett. All to create a blueprint to experience life more abundantly. Hey everybody, Joe here. Welcome back to the Abundant Culture Podcast. We're so glad to have you back again today. And today we're talking about a very good subject. And it's because it's been the main tool that a lot of business owners have been using lately to really grow and expand their companies. Today we're going to be talking about social media. And the guest that we have today has not only been on social media since Facebook, but she goes all the way back to MySpace. And we're really excited to introduce you to her because she's going to not only be talking about email strategy, the best way to market your business on social media, we're going to be talking about LinkedIn. And not only LinkedIn, we're going to specifically be touching on live stream and how you may be missing out on a lot of clientele because you're not leveraging it. So get ready to listen to and learn from Shiley Hakimian. Hi, Shiley. Good morning, um, everybody. It's a Saturday morning. Uh, we are so excited to have you on to the Abundant Culture Podcast. Um, you are a very nice and interesting person. So, like, we can definitely <laughs> talk about like so many aspects of what you've already done. But today, we're going to focus it on um, the marketing aspect of what you do in your business. Um, But before we get into all the meat and potatoes of that, can you give us a little background about like how you got into business and why, like how did it all start? Ooh, that's such a juicy question. Well, thank you. First (laughs) off, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Super pumped. Uh, How I got started in my business. I've had an entrepreneurial bone in my body for like a long time. My family does business, my grandparents, and my mom was a manager, all these things. I think it was always kind of a little seed that I was going to be doing something on my own. And how that manifested to doing uh, social media specifically is kind of a crazy story. So uh, back in growing up, I was bullied. I was teased. I was kind of different. I wasn't really the star student in school. It was hard for me to make friends. Uh, So when the internet kind of, as it picked up, as the internet kind of took over the world, Um, I started getting involved in MySpace, and I found a community that I loved. I live for reality competition shows like Big Brother and Survivor, so finding an online community where I can talk about my two favorite shows was a dream. Uh, Within those communities, I discovered that there was another community that liked to play online versions of these games, and so the super fan in me was like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait. So I joined one. I realized it was another, and there was another, and there was another, and the way they would advertise was by spamming these fan pages where it wasn't really the most relevant. And I don't like spam. Still to this day, as a social media person, spam is bad. So I was like, how can I solve this problem? I created my own MySpace group to engage our community. And the way that I ran that MySpace page is very social media-esque. I would feature different people every week. I would moderate it. I would create activities for everyone to bond. Uh, I was making sure that it was a really great community where we didn't have to advertise elsewhere. We had our own hub. I even had a competitor. That's how crazy it went. So how does this play into my social media life today? I uh, applied for a job at an agency here in Chicago and on the application and one of the little nuggets on the tell us more about this uh, it said have you ever managed online communities before now keep in mind this MySpace thing happened when I was like 14 15 16 this was like I was like I don't know 22 21 22 I was like have I managed online communities before and of course like took me years to figure out this connection you're getting it in a minute uh 
I was like, wait, I'd done this before. I did it on MySpace. Yeah. So I worked at that ad- at agency for a while. And then that led to another client, another client, to another client, to where I am today. So today, and I can, if I can keep elaborating on this, yeah. yes. uh, <laughs> there is, uh, I went to a, a a BNI group. It's like a business networking group where everyone pitches each other their business and ideally you get referrals, right? And I said, hey, I want to help you with your social media. I realized that market can't really hire me as a social media manager. Uh, and the reason I figured that out is one of the people in that group who had gotten to know me over time was like, Shiley, can I just pay you to sit down with me and like teach me how to do this stuff for myself? And I was like, wait, I studied education in college. I love teaching and I love social media. You're paying me to do two things that I love at once what? This is a genius idea. So I worked with her for a while and I realized, wait a second, maybe I need to pivot and work with people one-on-one to really empower them to use social media the way that I did. And maybe it can change their life like it did mine. It was the way I made friends. It was the way that I made connections. And it's the way that I want to help them make connections with their own clients so they can keep generating more love for their business. And that's where you get me today, teaching people how to do social media via workshops, via one-on-one learning, uh, and sometimes social media management as well. I help you take your offline reputation and bring it online that's awesome Awesome. um and one of the questions that really came to mind uh about that is i feel like we live in a culture where um there's starting to be some really young entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and i think they kind of get it but for the people that like are you know old enough to be our parents or grandparents (laughs) who have businesses uh why do you think it's so complicated for those individuals to really grasp the idea of uh, the importance of having a social media presence. That's a great question. Uh, it is, it is a big thing to say, Hey, like you need social media, but why, uh, it's hard. I think it's really not clear to people that what they're doing on social media is something that they're already experts in. Is that yes, there is a technical aspect and yes, you have to post and maybe there's algorithms and writing and all whatever, but like, it's really what they've been doing in their business for centuries and centuries. Businesses get business from referrals and it's taking those relationships that have been given them referrals for years and years and years and moving them on the internet in a way that you can kind of scale. I can't bump into a potential client on at a meeting or a networking event every month, but I can bump into them using LinkedIn, but they don't know that that you can do that with the internet as a tool. I think they see social media as like, oh, it's this thing that the kids do. I'm like, no, it's actually the thing you taught the kids how to do. So I think that is making sure that it's like, it's your reputation and you're moving it through an internet platform. It's what you do offline influences what you do online. And, And I think that bit of information isn't necessarily common and that's why they don't know, but that's what they need to be doing. And I I really like how you just said that because um, when we first started like our YouTube channel, we kept trying to like create content. So creating the content instead of just kind of documenting like what we were learning and what we were already doing. Um, And when you just said doing what you do offline and taking it online, that reminded me of kind of like the documenting rather than trying to create content um so like instead of like being you know fake and just trying to do what everybody else does just keep doing what you're doing and just show it online (laughs) and I don't think many people look at it like that I think a lot of people look at it as this new thing and I I honestly (laughs) myself looked at it as oh I have to do something different instead of changing my mindset to what would I do as a business owner without social media? Now just put that on social media and then you're <laughs> right. good, you know? And, and and that's just an amazing idea that I never really thought about. 
like that. So it's really cool. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right? And, and the thing is, is, yes, it's taking it offline and putting it online, but it's like, it's it's a big it's a big piece of it. and then how you use the platforms to do that it's if you're your buddy that loves your thing like if you give them like advice on the golf course which i mean i don't go with golfing but not my scene but if you're giving him advice on the golf you can also give him that same love and information via linkedin and you can do it to like 200 of your friends as well right. and then now they're gonna get the benefit of it and they're gonna remember oh yeah that 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 dude he's a smart guy like he knows that thing or two about a thing or two and then yeah. you build your reputation that way but you can't get those 200 people on the golf course, but you can get them on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it's, you know, they, they build your reputation that way by showing that you know something or that you're a real person and that you're not just like, oh, the marketing machine, buy my thing, buy my thing, millions of dollars, come buy my thing. I'm none of that. Like that, yeah. like it's, hey, like I know this thing, now you can trust me. And I think it's not as, as big as like you need to make perfect content. You don't need to be, I mean, it's great. I mean, there's one way of doing it, make perfect content, but most people don't have that much energy. But if people love and adore you, they're going to be open to checking out some of your stuff. And that's what's happened for me. It's a lot of work, but um, people are curious and I give them something to mull over and they want more. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So that kind of leads to our next question, sure. which is what have, what changes have you seen in the social media slash marketing realm uh, over the years since you've kind of been doing it? Like how, how has you, how have you seen marketing change in regards to how businesses do it? Um, on these different mm. social media platforms. Because you started at MySpace. MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great question. Oh, man. I think this is something that I really love is that there's autonomy. There's a lot of autonomy to like make your own content. You don't need to be, like if you are really interesting, Netflix will give you some money to make your show that never would have ever gotten anywhere near a producer 20 years ago. And the same thing with like YouTube. If you want to make your own show, you can do it. Like if anybody wants to do something, it's in their own hands. And I love that, which means that like somebody who might be famous to like a hundred people on the internet now can do that because there was never going to be a show for your weird, obscure hobby, but like now there can be. And I love that, you know, if you want to put your heart and soul into it, it's yours to do. And you, nobody's like blocking you from making it happen. And that's awesome. It's you're taking control of the media in a way that you put it before uh, so it's a more of an overview of, of what I love about it and uh you actually mentioned a lot the first time we talked you talked about all of the the different how how you like live videos so much can you expand upon the reason you uh like live videos as opposed to maybe just a recorded video that you posted later on well, you know, part of what we're doing now is actually like, well, I don't know if it's airing live right now, but like, I'm interacting with you. I love engaging with people. I love, right? I get to talk to you and I get to yeah. have these conversations and I get to react. And that's really fun for me. When I'm recording a video, which some people say you should have somebody real with you as you're recording a video because it changes it. Mm -hmm. But like when you're recording a video, it's like, ooh, did I say what I wanted to say right? Oh, am I playing with my hair? Am I talking too fast? Are my hands making too many gestures? Which in my case, sometimes happens. Yeah. Uh, right? Have you seen it, right? Uh, so it's it's like live video, I can interact live uh, and I can answer questions live and I love that and you're on the fly. There's there's a lot of those benefits where it's a little easier for me to kind of manage uh, in a way and I love to engage. So it, it gives you that option to do that. Now, does every platform make the engagement as easy as possible? I wouldn't say all of them are perfect. I don't know if anyone's really won the live stream game, but 
you know, when LinkedIn Live comes out, like I'm prepared because I did like a year and a half of periscoping, like nonstop to know what I need to do whenever I go live. So it's, it's a great way for you to interact with your audience and then also let people co-create with you as the show is happening. And it gives people also, actually, I'll give you this. I'm on like all sorts of tangents here. Like one of the most magical moments I had when Periscope came out was that I was sitting on a live stream and I literally felt like, I think it was like Rio de Janeiro. I don't know. I don't know where we're in Spain. I don't know. One of these countries, right? Or who has the bulls? Whoever has those bull races. I, I was literally Spain. Yeah. Spain. So I don't know. For, <laughs> I'm like, what, what, whatever country it was, right? Spain. Makes yeah. sense. Spain. It's 100% Spain. Uh, they had... A guy was like in the ring for this like running of the bulls thing, mm. some running of the bulls thing. And I'm literally watching it from his perspective. And I'm like, I literally get to be in his shoe somewhere in the world that I'm probably never going to go to. And I feel like I'm there. And that for me was like, wow, like that's so cool. So mm-hmm. you can be somewhere where you're not and with people and it takes you all over the world. Yeah, that that is really cool because um, if you think about it, it gives the person that um, maybe like the person that lives in like the projects, they don't have money to travel. They haven't even been outside of the state. It gives them that chance to experience what life is like outside. So yeah. it it makes the world a smaller place for them rather than just that that tiny little city that they're in. Yeah. Sure. That's really beautiful. And I think you hit something really powerful there is that you know, not everybody has an iPhone or technology, but I think there's some weird number that like majority of the world has access to at least a cell phone in some yeah. capacity. Yeah. And it's a window to the world. It's a way to empower people to interact and that whether you you grew up somewhere with nothing or everything, if your stuff sucks and you're loaded, like it's still going to suck. If your stuff is great and you've got nothing, like you can still have that power. It, yeah. It's like, it gives everybody the chance to do it. Whether you have the technology or the tools or not, you can make it happen if you've got minimum a cell phone of some sort. And mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And because of how, I guess, new uh, live streaming is, do you think it's something that's really underutilized, especially in the business yeah. realm? 100% underutilized. Absolutely. I also think at the same time, like the live streaming tools that we have now are not necessarily the strongest. Uh, I worked, uh, I did a little consulting thing on a live streaming platform that was developing that was based off of like some Asian countries that do live streaming really well. They have entire agencies that have hundreds and hundreds of people who are live streamers and they essentially help them get business. And it's like culturally like everywhere where these people have their own shows and they make lots of money. Like in Asia, like they've like destroyed the live streaming game. They're light years ahead of where we are. Wow. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. And here it's like, you have like Twitter has one. Facebook has one. Instagram, which is Facebook has one. LinkedIn is working on it. It's working on it. Periscope <laughs> is kind of surviving. And there was one that I used like back in MySpace. It's called Stickcam, and that's long gone. But um, I've been live streaming for like more than a decade. And I like, I'm like, oh, this is why I love this. But mm-hmm. it's not, it hasn't been one yet. And I think people don't know how to engage people on long term or they don't know how to make their content usable um, once they've made it. So mm-hmm. it's, I'm curious to see what happens with it. I really am. But I like, I am as prepared as I can be to potentially be like a live streaming queen. So if I, it does happen, I said it here first. Yeah. <laughs> so do you feel like you get this uh, better engagement out of a live stream as opposed to just traditional videos or is it about the same right now? Cause Great I know question. there's room for growth. 
Absolutely. So my LinkedIn videos are great. I have an audience built on LinkedIn of my business contacts and I'm putting stuff out there specifically for them. When I did all of the stuff I did on Periscope, which I don't do as much anymore, like occasionally every like few months, maybe I'll do one. Uh, it's an audience that I built completely organically from the internet uh, because Periscope was really good at like funneling new people to me. And I've met amazing people through it, but my, but I don't have like like if I had LinkedIn live, like I think it could be really crazy, but it doesn't exist yet. So for me, the live streaming that I'm doing now is really minimal because I don't feel like I have a tool that can really showcase me in the way that I want to be showcased. It's knowing like, where do I have a, a funnel of, of people excited about me and where I don't? And am I speaking to that, whoever that crew is? So right now I'm doing video because video can be short. People have short attention spans and, 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 in combination with LinkedIn having so much organic reach, it's working out fantastic for me and it's opened up a lot of doors and I've got a lot of, uh, I would say like a good chunk of business because of my LinkedIn video and I'm excited for more. So come on LinkedIn live. Yes. (laughs) Um, So a question I had is like, um, for the people that they're like not familiar with live streaming at all, they've actually never done it. Um, Mm. How do you get over that like initial fearful feeling of like going live because like for me like I hate live streaming I would rather record the video because that way if I mess up I can just redo it but live is like (laughs) that's just live I have to delete the whole live and if somebody's watching it they already saw it um and then also like so many answers (laughs) yeah if you're live and nobody is watching it like I thought it was kind of awkward um how like can you talk me through like you know those those mental processes with that oh gosh great question so one thing uh about what you said was that you're terrified to do live streaming Mm -hmm. you have to know whether it's something that you don't ever want to do or want to do if you don't like doing the thing that you want to do in social media, you're never going to want to do it again, unless you are okay trying. But maybe you're a writing person, then do the writing. If you're a person that's really good at making designs, then focus on your design skills. If you don't like being on video, then don't do video. But you know, maybe live isn't for you. But um, when it comes to, oh, what you were saying earlier about uh, like with the fact that you can record and re-record, my first post that I put a video of my own on LinkedIn took me more than 15 hours to put together <laughs> because I re-recorded and re-recorded and re-recorded a hundred times. Like, can I tell you this? Pro- like I literally would, I like would make 15 takes. I would watch them all over again. Now keep in mind, every time I watch through them, it's like 30 minutes of like watching through different clips. Uh-huh. And then I delete, 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 delete. Then I have to match my fancy audio file to the video and then I have to make that work. And then I have to get it transcribed. And then after I get it transcribed, I need to make sure it works. And, da, 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 da. and then I have to like get my text edited a million times. It's like, it's a lot of work. Yeah. So like the live video, I like can click on and turn off. Now you should still prepare for a live video, but it's out into the world and it's real and it's raw. Yeah. Uh, but they live very differently uh, on the internet afterwards. And I think that's, that's what's different. But live streaming does get a lot of reach, especially on Facebook. I think it still does. So there's, there's some opportunity to do that, but there are other ways where you can go live without having to be live. Um, that might be like the perfect middle ground for you. If you use a fancy software, you can have it like almost like a watch party or like a, a rebroadcasting of something else, but it shows up as a live stream. So there are ways around it, but, uh, didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. There's lots of, there's so many ways to do it. Uh, 
but it, you got to do what's comfortable for you because you want to be able to maintain whatever it is that you're doing. But if you want to experiment, play, test, see what you like. I always tell my clients, like, it's like going to the store, you're putting on an outfit. Do you like this outfit? Do you feel comfortable in this outfit? Do you want to like try it on? Do you maybe want to buy it? Are you going to return it? I don't know, but see what it feels like. And eventually you'll find the brand that you like to shop at and you'll wear it all the time, but you have to try it out to know yeah, what you like sure. sometimes. Yeah. On social media. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Emphasize sure. of the social media. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So uh, what are some common mistakes that you see a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners, you know, self-employed people uh, make when it comes to really marketing their business online via, you know, social media? Like what are me, those me, 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 me. That was an easy one. Look at me. Right. Look at me. Look at me. Oh, look at my thing. Look at this thing that I did. Look at how cool I am. Look at me. 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 No. <laughs> Give them something juicy that's going to be selfishly amazing for them. Yeah. Give you can do a little bit about you, but make it like, give them some, I always say this, make it selfish for them. Make them read it and be like, oh my God, I needed this. How did you know? Like, oh my goodness, I like want this thing and you've given it to them. Wow, this person must really know about my situation. I think that's one big one. Hmm. Sorry to interrupt you, but it's all about me. I just want to- like- No, no, I mean, no, no that's good. I, <laughs> no. The, the reason I paused is because I was, I was thinking back to- uh, especially when we were uh, a lot newer in business and we're trying to market ourselves, it, we kind of were like, yeah. you know, me, 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 me. Um, and it, 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 it gets exhausting after a while, Yeah, which is why, <laughs> which is why we stopped doing it. And the thing about that I loved about the podcast is that it was no, it's not even close to being about me. So right. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like yeah. maybe not even 10% of us. It's yeah. like all about the other person. Yeah. <laughs> But that actually gives you street credit, like, like the same way, like it makes it like, like I realize when everybody, like when I see speaker and they're like very about the audience, like I realize that I almost care about them even more when they care about me. And it's, it ends up being about you guys. So because you guys made this hospitality, like, or y'all have made this like very awesome environment, it's going to make you all look extra good. And by being so generous to me, like it all just comes around. Yeah. But if you start with me, with me, 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 like doesn't always work out. So. I love, I love that what y'all have done and it's going to come back. It always comes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So what are some ways that um, people uh, can actually make their content more about the other person as opposed to like just what they're doing? Like what are, take me mm. through some, maybe some uh, strategies or some ways that mm. you can make it so that um, basically the people that resonate with you just come back for more based on what you do. So one thing I do to help people kind of come up with ideas of what they should put out uh, is actually, I'll give you an example. I talked to a graphic designer that I was working with the other day and she's like, well, nobody really wants to hear about InDesign or all that stuff. I'm like, well, maybe your clients don't really care about how much you know InDesign, but your client is like lost on their graphic design. What are some questions that you get when you're meeting with your clients that you get all the time that they ask you, the things that they, that matters to them? Uh, maybe they're asking you about uh, like, oh yeah, how should I think about my logo? And she's like, well, wait a second. I actually have this document about how to make logos. I'm like, well, wait, teach people how to make logos. Like give them like a video every day or something about how to make a perfect logo. And you're essentially answering this guy's question before he even gets the chance to interview you for whatever he's hiring you for. So I say this, it's simple terms. What are your clients constantly asking you for? And are you making it really easy for them to find the answer in association with you? 
uh, whether it be sometimes sharing other people's content or creating your own. So uh, lots of people ask me like, you know, whatever they ask me all the time, like, oh, what's going on with LinkedIn? So I put out, here's what's going on with LinkedIn. And essentially I get to do that instead of just me one-on-one at a networking event, I get to broadcast it to a wider audience of people that might appreciate that information that they don't necessarily have. Excellent. That's awesome. So as answering one person's question to everyone, so everybody can see it before the question is even asked, asked sometimes. It could be a blog. It could be a tweet. It could be a video. If you're okay with it, maybe a live stream. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You put it out there, right? There's lots of different ways you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. You should have charged us for this. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to just run with it. (laughs) Well, you know where to find me and you know where you can refer me. So Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) So this is the advantage of having our own podcast is that we can um put the content out for other people but we also get a lot of benefit out of it too (laughs) i will say one of my friends who does his own podcast uh he says all the time he's like well the podcast is a great excuse for me to talk to people that i really wanted to talk to you because when i wanted to have a podcast with them they'll likely say yes Yes. Because they're like, oh, I want to be on a podcast. But like, otherwise, they wouldn't have been able to meet with these very fancy CEOs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was jealous. You got to interview uh, a CEO of a live streaming company that I love. And I was like, oh, my gosh. It's because you had a podcast. You could talk to that guy. How cool. That's so, you know, right. So, again, you give, you're giving this to me. And then I'm giving something to you. And it just ends up being better for everybody. Right? Sure. Definitely. Exactly that. <laughs> so, uh, outside of the marketing tip that you just gave sure. us, can you give us three more marketing tips that uh, are simple Mm. and somebody could actually implement starting now in their business or their entrepreneurial endeavor? Great question. I'm like, how can I make all my workshops that simple all the time? (laughs) (laughs) Look, there's bigger social media things to think about. On the whole, big picture, the relationships you've already cultivated, the way you want to build that trust with them, build that trust with them. Give them something that they can appreciate from you where you're not trying to sell or spam. And the basic level, like the people that I've built relationships with, I'm engaging them all the time using social media in one way or another. Like I'll give you an example from the other day. I posted my, I only post once a month on LinkedIn, but I make, I work really hard on that one post. I look at who views and who likes my posts and and whoever I've done this to, I love you. I promise it's all genuine. Uh, I look and see, oh, so-and-so likes, like I had a guy from college that I haven't talked to in forever. I was like, oh, he liked this post. I went and I sent him a message. I'm like, hey, like it's been forever. Thank you so much for engaging with my post. Now let's say um, like, you know, maybe he has something for me. Maybe he doesn't. We've, I just opened up one more moment for him to think about the fact that I exist. And if he ever did have a question, I made it super easy for him to ask. And by me doing that, I've actually gotten a, a good piece of business from just thanking people for engaging with my posts because they don't always talk to every day. It's a reminder and it's another touch point that reminds them that you exist. That's one thing. Engage the people like you would. Love on every single person that puts love onto you online because nobody does that. And that extra love in the long run is one of the rare guarantees that will work. The other thing to think about with the same level of engagement is if there's somebody that you want to get in front of that's important, you can use platforms like Twitter where nobody's really going and nobody's really utilizing to get a hold of people that are important. Uh, and I do this all the time. But the most recent one is there's this lady who's a CEO of a very, very big company in Chicago and she has a Twitter. 
Now, is her big audience on Twitter? Probably not. But is it cute if she gets a tweet from somebody? Probably. She probably doesn't get a ton, but it's cute. Like, I don't get a tweet every day. Oh, somebody sent me something nice. Oh, let's go check it out. Sent her a message and said, hey, I have somebody that could be a great guest for your show. I would love to know more of how to get in touch with your producer. She replies and sends me literally the direct email to the producer so I could pitch to this potential speaker to come on to their show. And I was like, great. You can get a hold of people so easily on Twitter. Can I indulge on one more story about Twitter? Absolutely. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> this is the crazy one, right? This is nuts. So um, a couple years ago, I was working a tech conference and I was just making sure that all the attendees were comfortable and I was there kind of to answer questions. So a guy comes up to us and uh, asked me and my colleague, like, hey, do you know if the guy that's speaking later today is going to be signing autographs and books? And I'm like, this is not my territory. Like, I have no idea. My colleague was going to send him off. And I was like, wait, wait, sir, don't go anywhere yet. Um, have you tried tweeting at the speaker? And he's like, whoa, well, I have a Twitter, but it's for work. And I don't know. And I was like, wait, sir, um, let me go find this guy. Like, what's his name? Tells me the name. This guy is a math entertainer. Like, it's a real thing. And I love math. So <laughs> I turn math on the side. So I was like, math entertainer. This is so cool. So I look him up and he's on, he's on social media. He's on Twitter. And he's got like some 50,000 followers, but you know, Twitter's kind of dead. So like, right. I don't think that many people are talking to him, but he at least acknowledges Twitter's existence. I say, hey dude, there's this guy and he wants your autograph um, for his son. He's leaving town. Are you available? Do you have anything with you? Now, nothing happens for a while. The guy comes back, and I'm like, oh, I didn't see any updates. So I look at my phone again, and there it was. He replied and responded. He's like, yeah, actually, I have one copy of my book that I brought all the way from Europe that I can give him after the show. Tell him to meet me at da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And what happened? He got the autograph for his son. The guy comes back, and he's like, oh, my gosh, you're so wonderful. You're going to make this business trip all worth it. My son's going to be so happy with me. And I got him that autograph. Everybody gets emails and it's boring and I hate emails sometimes. You get a cute little tweet that's very short with something very specific. People like acknowledge that. And if you send something nice to someone, they're going to appreciate that niceness. Like even me, like I wrote like a nice letter of appreciation to somebody I saw give a TEDx talk. And she was like, Shiley, you made my day. And if you think if I ever met this woman in person, you don't think she might have an inkling to remember that I exist and that maybe possible doors could open. You have to put as many seeds as possible in your garden with a long run hopes that something is going to plant. And people love you for that. And you never know where that goodness is going to come back. So engaging the people and loving and caring on people as individuals always, always, always will make you win in the long run. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that some nuggets for you? Is that applicable? Can you do that? Can yes. You, is that feasible? Very. Okay. Um, so, now I have to hear how you guys implement it, right? Yeah. So now I'm going to hold uh, you accountable to doing it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so to recap, you said number one was to interact with people <laughs> who engage with your posts. Yes. Um, that is so important. Um, and then number two, you said to use Twitter to win interact with um important people basically in in my terms <laughs> yes um and what i got from both of those things were like really you were just being like genuinely um selfless and actually caring for the other person and yes. like showing them the attention that maybe they don't get all the time um so that was like that, that exactly. was great. And I think people can definitely implement that today. Like if you want to talk sure. to somebody, just go, if you don't have a Twitter, make a Twitter account, make a Twitter, yeah. <laughs> make a Twitter there. A lot of them are on there. Yeah. And it's, waiting for you. Yeah. And it's funny because I started a Twitter and I just did it 
and I hardly Good. ever use it. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. You've done enough you've done enough to satisfy my best <laughs> hopes for you on Twitter. Yeah. Make but the Twitter, I, leave it, figure out what you want to do with it later. Have it, have it, have it though. Have it ready. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I think I, I, I actually am going to start using it more because there's, there's just so much opportunity out there. And, mm-hmm. and before this, this podcast, I honestly, we were, we were on social media, but I, I feel like we weren't necessarily super engaged yeah super engaged and different things of that nature and just there's been several nuggets that i've like i feel like (laughs) man like i could have did this and this and i feel like what you do is so important because you not only teach people about social media but i think you make it easy for them because everything you told me here has been very simple. It wouldn't necessarily change my lifestyle and how I live, you know, if I started to do it. So I think that's the most amazing part about what you do. It's like not just the social media part because you could probably, you know, go to many people who can teach you that, but having somebody who makes it simple. It's like, I feel like (laughs) the key. And you definitely help me with that so right. what is I, I would say well, the, I, I have oh, okay. um, another question go ahead yeah <laughs> um so write it down you, write it down right <laughs> yep wrote it down um so you mentioned that you kind of hate emails um and so we just actually started sending out like newsletters um oh, those are for, great they were like monthly <laughs> and then now they're like weekly or bi-weekly um what what Good. is your take on like sending out newsletters um, or was it, would you suggest maybe going and like individually interacting with all those people Ooh. on social media or like what is a way that, you know, people can yes. get the most amount of like engagement and interaction without doing like entirely too much work because like on our sure email list we have like 400 people subscribed oh my gosh that's Um, amazing (laughs) claps to you guys (laughs) so we have about 400 people but only about 20 maybe 30 percent of them even open the email in the first place that's big by the way that's a big open rate you're doing great just a wink wink uh you had so many good (laughs) questions there and i love that so when i say i don't like email i don't like going back and forth over email to negotiate something. I always oh, know, yeah. okay. Pro- I like part of it is like, dear so-and-so, I have to pretend like <laughs> I'm part of this email culture and I have to write this very properly. Like if it's a text message, I can be like, like we had so many of our conversations via text. I'm like, boop, 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 hi, bye, right. whatever. Like it's I sent you so the podcast easy. questions. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to send them over like real quick. <laughs> that or it gets buried in my inbox. So in that sense, like important emails, like I'm just like, oh gosh, I'm scared that something has slipped through the cracks. Mm-hmm. The other thing is email is very important. Now, while platforms like, you know, like Periscope or Meerkat's kind of gone, uh, like MySpace is kind of gone, like platforms <laughs> come and go. So a lot of people who are in the email marketing space, they always emphasize like, email is kind of forever. It's like a real address. It's like your phone number. It's kind of like something that if you have someone's email address today, like you're probably going to have their email address forever uh, Mm -hmm. because it's a platform that stays kind of consistent. So it's very valuable in that sense. Second thing is it's another way to get in front of your people and to engage with them. The same thing I said about Twitter, that level of engagement you can do via email. Imagine if every month of those 400 people, you personally sent out an individual message to like five of them that you think are like really exciting. And you said, Hey, like I saw, like I, I noticed something specific about you. Thanks for being on our email. 
eventually you're going to have a much more engaged um, email readership. A 30% is actually awesome. The other thing to keep in mind, uh, you want to make sure it's worth their while. And the other thing is, like emails, if you, depending on how big or how crazy you make them, take a lot of work. It could be like one of my yeah. clients, I had to make emails. It took like, I don't know, an hour, two hours sometimes just to tweak and edit the template to get all the yes. things in. And it's, it's hard. So you have to figure out how much time you're willing to put into it. And the other thing, and I'll tell you like, now email is not my main world, but email mm-hmm. plays into the engagement piece of it, which I think is more my focus on all of this. But uh, somebody told me who's an email marketer and this blew my mind. I was like, you know, I always tell people that this, like you said, the simplest ways for them to jump into social media that aren't hard, that are not intimidating. I was like, what is that from, for emails? And he's like, Shiley, you know, write 12 emails, like spend four hours this Sunday writing 12 emails and then schedule them out for the entire year. That way you don't have to worry about it and only include one piece of valuable information in there. And one thing that you're trying to promote at the bottom and make it the same every single time. And that won't be as hard. And I was like, Oh, that's a really, really genius idea. Maybe that's mm-hmm. what I should do. So I, I started writing the drafts of my, my first email list. As I'm building up my list, I have not sent out a mass email yet, but when I have those ready to go, then I can start being consistent about it, which is the other key, being consistent. But it has to be enough that you can manage and that isn't going to overwhelm you. But y'all are doing great. Email is important if you can make it happen. Maybe once a month, if that's enough that you can do, then do it. But if you can do awesome. more, great. But don't lose yourself in it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, this, <laughs> honestly, I usually don't like go back and like re-listen to our own podcast, <laughs> but I think I'm going to have to go yeah. back and re-listen <laughs> to this listen one. To like after it's published and I'll edit it, like I'll be listening to it like it's another kind of podcast. Because there were so, so many like <laughs> nuggets in here. So Aww. much like practicality, like it's crazy and for the person that's listening if you are not taking notes if you're not taking copious (laughs) notes right now then you need to re-listen to this episode because I'm I'm sure you missed something and there's something that you can be doing right now to promote yourself even more um so with that being said what Mm. is the number one takeaway that you would like for people to get from this episode Ooh. we're so deep on this one uh (laughs) the thing that I want them to know is that Social media isn't a magical customer machine. It isn't the thing that's going to randomly bring you millions of dollars, just like a stamp of a finger. It's something that you have to work hard towards. It's something that you have to build trust with people on. It's something that you have to develop over time. The same way that you have to develop your offline relationships, you have to do the same thing on the internet. If you put some elbow grease in there, you can take your offline reputation and bring it online. And if you ever need a little bit of help, you know that there's somebody like me that's available to talk to you and help guide you through it. So you don't have to feel scared and you can feel empowered to do the thing that can spread all the ways that you can help people out to the world. So with that, uh, the key thing, the last kind of thing, um, social media isn't about your business. It's about the people. Provide for the people and the people will provide for you. Yes. Amazing. Love it. I did not make that quote. There's a guy that made that quote and I cite him somewhere on the internet. <laughs> but it's a really great quote. It, it was. I do not. And I it's, like it. it's the truth behind the core of what I love about social media. I was like, man, she she should write a book. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, you're on the Abundant Culture podcast. So we asked the same question to every guest that we interview. And that question is, how do you spread abundance in your life personally? How do I spread abundance in my life? Uh, how do I spread abundance in my life? 
So the way that I spread abundance in my life, I meet so many people all the time and I don't always get to go deep with everybody and not everybody necessarily is helpful to me or not everybody is necessarily generous or, you know, has sent me love when I needed some help. And there's a few key people that have really helped me in different ways in my business, whether it be producing videos, helping me at an event, um, teaching me about sales. These are all things that people have helped me with out of the generosity of their own heart. And it means the world to me that they're putting their time and their energy and their, their skills that they get charged for back into me. So I always feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so guilty. I have to put it back. So I do things where I can kind of help promote people that have done nice things for me. So for example, my event on Monday, I have a slideshow where I'm going to make a slide for every person that like in the last kind of couple months or maybe over the arch of my career have helped me in different ways to promote whatever it is that they want to promote. One guy's promoting like a mediation center. One person's promoting our company. Like different people are looking to hire and I'm putting up slides for them. It's a chance for like the whoever shows up in the room to get to know the amazingness of my people so that I can share the fact that I've built all this attention wherever it might be and share that attention with people who necessarily don't necessarily have that so that they can then get more connections to do the thing that they love. And that's how I spread my abundance to the world. That's amazing. Um, And like, I guess we kind of do like a similar thing um, because so many people have poured into us too. And we're like so grateful for it that we try to like, just keep, keep outpouring it and share as much as we can and like, you know, get them business if we can, like I owe you kind of thing. Um, so like in some of our newsletters, we'll have like a spotlight and it'll be somebody that like yes. tremendously helped us. And then we're just yes. like, Hey, contact them. Like they can help you too. Yeah. <laughs> right. You spread abundance and it keeps coming back around. Right. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> So I'm pretty sure somebody is listening to this podcast or watching this YouTube video and they they either just want to be your friend because you're awesome or they want to work with you because you know, they need help with this social media thing and they know they just don't necessarily have it on their own. So they need your help in that you know, sense, or maybe, you know, they just want to interview them, uh, interview you for themselves. So sure. My main question would be, uh, how can somebody actually get in contact with you after listening to this? Great question. Hello, all the viewers. I would love to get in touch with you, whether it be, uh, through following my content on LinkedIn or going to my website directly at your social media Sherpa. Yes. Sherpa dot com your social media sherpa.com go there you can kind of get to know a little bit more about my business if, if you're curious uh but i want to make sure that everybody who goes there can learn something i if you actually sign up for my email list on there uh you can get a, a slideshow of all my favorite linkedin profiles so you can infuse your linkedin profile with some more love so that you can kind of get going on your social media world and uh i and you can follow my posts on linkedin to get kind of regular tips on what you can do to improve your social media game so Go to YourSocialMediaSherpa.com or any social media platform for the most part at at Hakimian45, H-A-K-I-M-I-A-N 45, and say hello. If anything, let's just get to know each other. Come to an event. Uh, I have plenty of resources online just for you. So that's where you can find me online. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for all of this. (laughs) Free game, free knowledge um, yes! to all of our viewers and listeners. Um, this, like I was saying earlier, like this is like so great. It'll help Aww. so many people. Um, so thank you again for coming on to the Abundant Culture Podcast. 
I'm honored. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you ever have social media questions, you two, please, I'm a text away and I'm happy to kind of send good vibes your way. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Absolutely. <laughs> So that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you got as much value out of this as we did. Keep in mind, the only way we can improve is through constructive feedback. So remember to rate and review this episode. Also, you are not the only person that needs to know this super valuable information. So be sure to subscribe and share as well. Stay tuned for the next episode. And remember to always spread abundance. Peace.